0: tuning in for another episode of the push through podcast i'm your host keisha Reeves. i'm a mother wife daughter friend and i'm also a licensed professional counselor here in atlanta georgia where i have a private practice where i specialize in working with women as well as having a specialty in maternal mental health here on the podcast we'll be discussing womanhood as well as motherhood and learning strategies to navigate this crazy world that we live in so kick back, relax and enjoy a quick chat I don't be I just wanna be Thank you guys for joining me for another episode of the Push through podcast. And this episode is very very dear to my heart. Um, I often talk about my mother, In season one, I have an interview with my mom and the name of that episode is Parenting Through Trauma with Ernie. And my mom is definitely a goat, um, but this person that I'm interviewing today, Essence, is the next person in line for me when I think of motherhood, perseverance, resilience, strength, Um, intelligence, grace, just all of the adjectives. Um, I started volunteering for Big Brother, Big Sister. um, I don't even know, was it like 2011, I think, maybe? Um, And I was introduced or matched with my little Amaya and she was five at the time. And the reason why I had joined Big Brother, Big Sister was because From the age of 21 until my mid to late 20s, I worked um, nonprofit for a um, a foster home um, that was for children who were brought into DFAT custody. It was an emergency shelter. Um, So we managed the day to day, came up with treatment plans and um, court and, and just all of that stuff. And eventually I had moved on and really got into my career field. And I started working in the psych hospital, but I really missed just working with kids and being able to have that side met. So that's when I decided to volunteer for Big Brother Big Sister. And um, with Amaya, when she was five, um, we would just do like small activities, Meet at the library, we would go to Braves games. Um, just tons of different things we would do. And surprisingly, last year, 2020, she graduated from high school and we had been matched that entire time. And, um, she's now in college and she has a boyfriend, which is crazy. (laughs) But through all of that, um, it was Amaya's mother that I just admired so much because she as a single mother who moved here from the North and, um, got a house and had her kids. She had four kids at the time, I think it was. Um, and just was able to just meet their needs and have them a part of extracurricular activities. I remember when Amaya joined Girl Scouts and, um, she would have these award ceremonies and I was just always, So impressed with how present Essence was and how she had kids that made great grades and how um, she instilled them being able to study and getting a great education. But she was also so patient, so present with them and they loved her. Um, And so I just always admired her and, and like in the background, taking notes of how she showed up for her kids and me knowing that these were the things that I wanted to implement whenever I became a mother. And also just feeling, you know, just all the love after I had Ezra and they all came to the house to visit. They weren't able to come by when I had Ellis because of the pandemic. But um, she, you know, sent gifts over and text messages and checking in. And she also listens to the podcast. And they truly became family. And I am a big advocate for Big Brother, Big Sister, because there's so many children in the program who just want mentors and um, somebody to just hang out with. And I support the organization um, financially, even with my time. I think it's a phenomenal organization, and I'm so proud to have have been in it for so long from when she was five years old until she turned 18 and and we're still like in each other's lives and texting and and calling and and laughing about episodes of Insecure. Um, But out of it, I'm just so blessed to have met this family to where they became family and have met Essence. And so when she agreed to be on the show, I was just so thrilled because there's so much that I didn't know about her motherhood story. Um Because usually we would just, you know, talk like day-to-day talk um, as I would come pick up a Maya and leave and we'd just catch up and kiki here and there. But we never went into the depths of what the struggle was like and how she came out on the other end until this interview. So I hope you enjoy it. And um, if you are interested in joining Big Brother Big Sister or know someone who would be, I'm going to put the link in the show notes. Um, Like I said, it's a phenomenal organization and they have done a great job um, with everything that they've been able to provide for us and the experiences that we were able to have because of them. And I am a super supporter. So kick back and listen to today's interview with Essence. All right, thank you guys for joining me for another episode of the Push Through Podcast. And I am so excited to have Essence as my next guest. And just to give you a little bit of background, she is the mom to my little sister, Amaya, whom I was matched with when she was like five. And now she just finished her fall semester of college. So this is how long that I have known them. And next to my mom, Essence is like the goat of motherhood and how she has had been like so present for her kids, how she has been able to like have these super intelligent children who are mannerable and, and educated and well-versed and just how she's been able to just do it all and have them participate in extracurricular activities. I've been trying to get her to be on. And finally, the... Planets have aligned and she is here. Welcome, Essence.
1: <laughs> Thank you, Keisha, for having me on the show. Thank you for that introduction.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but it's true, and I've always told you I just admire you so much. Like you've just you've done a great job with all of your kids. And just to see Amaya, the woman that she has grown to be, is just like you've done an exceptional job.
1: <laughs> thank you, but I didn't do it by myself, Keisha. I have to also <laughs> say thank you to you as well. Oh, thanks. But
0: um, to get started, tell tell the. I know I know things about you, but tell the listeners a little bit about yourself.
1: Okay. Um, so at one point, I was a single parent of four children, um, but I've recently remarried and now we have five <laughs> so I have two daughters in college I have one who's 20 one who's 18 which is Amaya and I also have a set of fraternal twins that are 14 and then I have my younger daughter Avery she is six so we have a very busy home <laughs> <laughs> yeah and also my husband so we're a house of seven there's always something going on at our house yeah i can
0: imagine and you were were you born in rhode island
1: yes i am originally from rhode island i have family in georgia and when i was a younger like a teenager i started coming to visit Georgia, and what motivated me to move here was uh, one of my visits, my cousin, who was 21. He was in the process of purchasing his first home, and that just that just motivated me and made me want more, more you know, for myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, coming from Rhode Island, it's a very diverse, small state, but I did not see many people of color, um, With, you know, home ownership, Mm -hmm. college education, and still to this day, Rhode Island has not had a person of color, you know, elected as a mayor. Mm. So to come to Georgia, it was good to see, you know, people in government positions, you know, of color or people that own homes or drove nice vehicles that had legal jobs, you know back home that's not what I saw. Gotcha. Okay.
0: And so then you had moved down here. What year was that that you had came to Georgia?
1: I came the end of 2004. Right? Okay. Yep. Yeah. Because I remember Amaya was two and we, we came right after Christmas because I had Always said I wanted to move, but I didn't want to wait so long that I had to pull them out of school. Mm-hmm. I wanted to make that transition before they got comfortable, you know, in school. I I did not want to have to pull them out of their school. So I said, it's now. It's time for me to go. I actually wanted to move once I found out I was pregnant with Amaya because it just didn't work out with my two older girls' dad. I knew that I wanted to leave at that time, but Mm -hmm. I had to get myself together before I could move. Gotcha, okay. So then
0: like to go back a little bit, what was life like growing up in Rhode Island? Like I know you said it wasn't diverse, um, but what was like day-to-day like or like in the family or how was it for you and your experience?
1: Uh, Rhode Island's very small. Everybody is related to somebody. Somebody knows your family, your cousin. Somebody oh, wow. knows somebody. It's very small. Rhode Island has 30 exits. So you could drive through Atlanta and you've driven through the whole state oh, of my Rhode gosh. Island. I would
0: have <laughs> never known that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes. I. So I, my mom passed when I was nine. So my aunt raised me. Hmm. And she was a mother of five children and I love her to death because she just took me in as one of her own before she even had children because my mom, she wasn't too stable. Mm. My mom had a substance abuse issue for all her life. So my aunt took me in, we grew up in the projects and at that time, you know, you don't know that you're basically poor because you're surrounded by the same people. And that's how we grew up. Mm -hmm. And some of my friends from school, I remember they would want to come home from school with me. I'm like, why do you want to come to my neighborhood? I'm trying to get to your neighborhood. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. They lived in a nice neighborhood, but they just liked that atmosphere and the project. Something was always going on.
0: Gotcha. Okay. And then, what did you always know that you wanted to be a mother or... Was it something that just kind of like happened?
1: I think it was something that kind of happened. I really wasn't sure about motherhood because I didn't have a good experience with my own mother. Gotcha. So mm-hmm. even though I had a good relationship with my aunt and she treated, you know me, she treated me like one of her own. And I had a good childhood you know, living with her, but it was just my experience with my own mother. Gotcha. So that that made, made me question motherhood.
0: Right. So you would say the positive maternal figure that you had in your life was your aunt?
1: Yes, it was my aunt. It was like, she was that person who took everybody in. So at one point in time, She also, before she, she, at that that time, she only had one child of her own. So she had taken me in as well as three of my other cousins because their mom was going through something. Mm -hmm. She was just that, that person in the family that she was going to try to hold the family together.
0: Oh, like a matriarch, basically. Yes. Yes. Okay. So when you first found out that you were pregnant with your oldest, how, how was that for you? Were you excited, scared,
1: nervous, or? Yes, I I was very scared at the time because I had left Rhode Island and we had actually moved to Nashville, but I didn't have a job when I found out that I was expecting. We were staying, you know, with his mother. I didn't have everything that I had wanted to have in place before I actually started a family so that was very overwhelming to have all that going on and then it didn't work out in Nashville so now I had to move back to Rhode Island back to my aunt's house I'm pregnant and I'm living back in the projects with my aunt and it's like everything that I did not want for myself or for my child right gotcha how
0: were you able to get through it
1: I I would say she she helped me, my family um, provided that emotional support, and just knowing that that's not the life that I wanted for my child, so I had to do whatever I had to do to better myself, so at that time, I did find a job. Sometimes, I was working two jobs, and I was planning on going back to school, but it it just never happened for me. Mm. Okay. Uh, So at that time, I just didn't make it back. Gotcha. And I know with your
0: first, and we had never talked about this because I know that I had, after the fact, shared with you how difficult postpartum was with Ezra. Um, And knowing that, you know, life, the cards wasn't following the way that you wanted it to fall with your oldest. How was your postpartum experience? Do you feel like... Were you ever sad at all? Were you, were the bonding, did it work out? Or do you feel like things fell into place?
1: I don't believe that I had postpartum with her. Um, Maybe something was going on, but I don't say that it's postpartum I. I've experienced postpartum, but I don't think that I experienced it with her because I, I just kept myself busy. Mm. With her, I actually returned back to work when she was only four weeks. I just, yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't sit in that house, So maybe that was like a form of postpartum. Mm-hmm. I didn't return like back to my original job because I knew that my doctor wasn't going to sign off on the papers, so I returned to a, a, a new job. And I just didn't share with them that I had just had a baby.
0: Oh. And you said that you, you couldn't sit in the house, meaning like you, you needed something to do, so
1: you needed to get out? Yes. That motherhood of just sitting there with the baby, that wasn't me. Mm. I w- so I wasn't ready to embrace motherhood.
0: Gotcha. And your aunt, she was that support to help keep the baby while you were at work.
1: Actually, my aunt, um, and she had teenage daughters that helped me. Um, I would have to say their grandmother and their great-grandmother also um, watched her as well.
0: Okay. Okay. And then I know as far as Once you, when you were saying that you had Amaya and you guys had moved here to Georgia and then even thinking of Georgia, which I get, like Georgia is great because like you said, there's a lot of black people who are doing well and having jobs and having political positions and even that, just like seeing that and being in that environment can be inspiring and help you kind of know. Oh, I can do this because I see such and such and just networking and connecting with people. So after you've had Amaya and you guys were in Georgia and you had both daughters, what was life like that at that time?
1: It was good. I knew that I had like a goal in mind before I actually moved to Georgia. I worked at a hospital and it was a minority doctor. Before I left, it was like a long-term, temporary position. She had called me into her office and she just told me that I was doing a good job and whatever I had to do, I needed to do it for my kids. Hmm. And she told me about like her sacrifices that she had to make. Even though she was a doctor, she had a nice car, a nice home. She talked about when she first came to this country, how they lived in a one-bedroom, She didn't have any furniture. They ate rice every day. She said, but if that's what you have to do to better yourself for your children, then that's what you're going to have to do. Mm. And so that's what I did. I worked like two jobs before I came to Georgia. And then when I did get here, it was just only us. And it wasn't as hard as it was in Rhode Island, but it was still hard. The salaries... In a South, you know, are different from up North. So I had to learn how to take care of them with less. And when I first came, I couldn't find a job. I thought I had a job already set up, but it, it fell through once I had gotten here. So at that time, you know, I had cashed out my 401k from my previous job and I was basically down to my last. Mm-hmm. And then finally I got an opportunity, you know, to work at a decent place. And as soon as I got that opportunity, that's when I found out I was expecting the twins. It was like, it was always something happening.
0: Right, right. Which is a whole, whole other thing of like having twins and already having two and then having like a set of twins coming along. It's just like a, like a whole, whenever I think of mothers of multiples, First of all, like being a single mom, just in general, that's a whole nother beast of my hats go off. I think it's like a a superhero. It's amazing. But then like on top of that, it's being a mother of multiples is a whole nother thing because it's it's two kids like at the same time. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) And, And like that's that's just like a lot. So and I remember we briefly talked about. um when you had found out you were pregnant with twins and what that was like. But um, what did you think when you found out you were pregnant with twins?
1: I was in shock because I have cousins that were twins, but my parents weren't twins this this wasn't supposed to happen to me <laughs> not me <laughs> you know i had so much fun going for myself i had found a decent job i had moved and it's like now this yeah. like it it was like always something holding me back i was planning on going back to clayton state i moved near clayton state mm-hmm. you know to return and then to find that out and to have just started the job how do i tell the job you know that i'm expecting right so it it was hard i was in shock after i had even given birth just coming home with them looking at them like i was still in shock i can imagine (laughs) (laughs) like who,
0: whose kids are these? Who's coming to pick up their kids? Yes, I'm just
1: waiting. I'm just waiting for, I'm just babysitting.
0: <laughs> right, right. And what, I remember your dad was here for a while. Um,
1: who helped you with everybody? Well, uh, the twins' dad, we did get married, but it, it just didn't work out. And I had called my dad and I was like, either I'm going to come back or you're going to come down here and help me because I was having, getting ready to have like a real major meltdown. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. What do you remember being the hardest part about having the twins? Like after they were here and you were at
1: home? It was just in the beginning. I'm pretty sure you've experienced that with like a newborn. Mm-hmm they were on different schedules. So I felt like I didn't get any sleep. Mm. And then their dad wasn't as supportive as I needed him to be. He worked like the night shift. So during the night, most nights I was on my own. Mm. So when one would sleep, the other one would wake up and it, it was just hard. We made it through once we made it through that. What I can say, it did get easier. Mm. And having the four kids wasn't as hard as I thought it was. It was just in the beginning, it was hard. Once I embraced, okay, I'm going to be a mother of four, this is what it's going to be. I accepted it and it got easier. Mm. What I've
0: always, just as an outsider, because I know I wasn't in the household, you know, I wasn't looking at things like day to day and I know it's different when you're like in it, but as an outsider, I just always admired how you could just like get it done, like whatever it took or who needed to be somewhere, or who had something that needed to be done for school. And I could see how, or even just like hearing you, the sacrifices for yourself that you had to make for your children. And a lot of that is just a part of motherhood, of just being so selfless and putting ourselves on the back burner sometimes for the sake of our children and for a better life for them. How were you able to like not give up or not being, you know, because there's some some moms who are just like, "F this! Like I can't! Like you you going to stay over there and you going to stay over with them? How how did you just keep?" movie
1: i think Keisha, it was my own experience with my mother i felt like she had given up and i did i didn't want to be her
0: mm.
1: i felt like she she had given up i remember going to my grandfather's for christmas And I didn't see her again until June. Mm -hmm. I just didn't understand. Like, how do you just drop your kid off? No call, no nothing. Right. And so, that was a lot. And plus, I I wanted to do it for them. For them. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to create, you know, that
0: same cycle again you had an example of of what you didn't want to be and so you strove to just be completely opposite of that yes that makes sense and so with like when i talk about amaya um like, I just, even, like, when she would talk about you, I remember when she first mentioned college and she said at first she wanted to just go to all these faraway places. And then she was like, but then I don't want to be away from my mom. Um, like, I, I would miss my mother so much. And <laughs> <laughs> and I remember I would say, because, you know, I went to Clayton State and i was like, well, you go to Clayton State. And she was like, well, I don't want to be that close to her. <laughs> But just, like, how she spoke of you or how the kids speak of you, um, how does that that feel to kind of, like, sit back and look at the women, and even Chris, your son, the kids that you've created and, like, the life that you've given to them? How does that feel?
1: It, it really feels good because, as a parent, sometimes they don't agree with you, and... I don't want them to, you know, not agree with me and just choose, make a decision opposite of what I say, just trying to go against what I'm saying. I want them to be able to make a decision for themselves. I don't, you know, I don't want to take control of their whole life. I want them to be able to make decisions for themselves. I've always told them that because I lost my mother when I was nine. Yeah. I said, if I was going today, I want you to be able to make decent decisions for yourself. And it's funny that Amaya said that she didn't want to go too far from <laughs> away from me, because she always says, "Oh, I I just can't wait to get out of this whole," <laughs> but you know, we have that mother love hate relationship. And that's that's just where we're at now
0: (laughs) and another thing that you're really good at is like
1: resourceful
0: like i just I, i i remember your oldest didn't she study abroad didn't she go away yes
1: she went to uh cambodia
0: yeah cambodia or even how the girls amaya or both girls weren't they in was it outward bound onward
1: bound yes the upward bound program Upward bound, that's uh, what it was. they are like a college prep program mm-hmm. and a lot of people don't know it's available to parents or to families to help you get college ready mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it was there for me but i didn't have support or anybody guiding me telling me to go to this program i signed up i might have went on a couple of the field trips but I didn't take the program serious because I didn't have anybody showing me the way to to you know do the right thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And even like having them in big brother big sister. I remember Maya was in girl scouts. Just like all of them were just like involved in like great GPAs and going on trips and I remember Maya going to like D.C. just like having so much exposure in applying for scholarships and getting tuition covered like those are like you like taught me. So and, and I'm not even like there yet, but like to know that there are things available to help your kids get them to where they need to be and like utilize them. And I remember you even said people can say what they want to say about Clayton County Schools. But you felt like your kids, you took advantage of the education that they had available because your kids have excelled.
1: Yes, I know a lot of parents feel like private school is better, but my kids did exceptionally well <laughs> at Clayton State. They both go to private institutions, tuitions like 75000 a year, and I don't pay a dime. <laughs> I drop them off at the door and that's it. hmm Mm. So it's, it's all what you want for your kids. You might have to reach out to some teachers, establish a relationship, make friends with the counselor, but you can't just drop them, you know, off at the school and expect them to do well or when they fail, you're wondering why and you haven't created a relationship with any of the teachers. Right. Right.
0: Okay. So then... Another question that I had is like when we were talking about how often we can be selfless or sacrifice, pour so much into our children, you know, work and hustle up to make sure we make ends meet. How do you do self-care? Like, how do you take care of essence and you feed into all of your dreams or your hopes or even just pour back into yourself so then you can show up for them? How would you take time out for
1: you? It's really hard. That's something that I have struggled with for years, giving myself that time. But I just try to have something for me. I've always loved to read books. I've tried several different book clubs. They didn't work out, so now I'm in a new one. Ah. But this one is... Is virtually so I'm hoping that it works out that's my time when I'm reading leave me alone (laughs) Uh, also my time is like on Sunday they know I take my nap whether it's nap or just relax and just leave me alone and that just helps me to relax get ready for the next week I had planned on you know trying to do a little self-maintenance monthly that was my goal for 2020 but then the pandemic happened Mm -hmm. working from home I just kind (laughs) of let things just go (laughs) right right
0: yeah understandably
1: but it's new year new vision I'm gonna try to at least implement that back into this new year whether I'm going out or not awesome
0: Okay. And then for moms who have or in situations where there are single mothers and they have a child or more than one child and they're just like struggling, what advice would you give to them to keep pushing? Because being a single mom is like difficult and it comes with its challenges because... You, it's all on you and you got to figure it out and you know there's not much support all the time but what advice would you give them to keep pushing
1: i would say that it's okay you know to ask for help i feel as though maybe i could have made it a little bit easier on myself if i would have asked for help but from what everybody saw on the outside that I was doing okay so I didn't want to share that I was struggling you know with certain things so I just kept it to myself Mm -hmm. but I think if you get a nice circle maybe you might lose some friends due to motherhood but try to gain some new ones try to still keep, you know some some friends you might meet some other parents at the daycare they might be going through the same thing just being able to have somebody to talk to and vent to could have been helpful.
0: Right. That's true. Have you ever since your two oldest are now young women and they're in college and in 20 and 18, have you ever shared with them what motherhood was like for you or the struggles that you had had in the beginning?
1: Yes, I try to keep like an open dialogue with all my children Mm. so that they can feel comfortable to come to me about anything. I don't want them to feel as though they have to go to their friend's mother to have certain conversations. I want them to know this is how it was so that if they ever get to that point in their life that they can see that there is a way out, you can get past that. Maybe you're in a marriage, it doesn't work out, and you're left with kids, but you can still have a decent life and you can still, you know, meet some of the goals that you've set for yourself. You don't have to just give up on life or give up on yourself. Right, right. That's true. All right.
0: Well, thank you so much. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I have one more question. Um, what has been the highlights to motherhood for you? What's been, like, some moments where you've been like, okay, this is amazing?
1: Just seeing them just, like, graduate and do well in, in life. Just, at Amani's graduation to college and, well, from high school, that, I was just so happy. She doesn't mm. understand how happy I was, um, I never had shared with them that I was a high school dropout. They thought that I had finished high school and that's why I was pushing them so hard. Yeah. Because I was a high school dropout. So once we had that conversation, they kind of motivated me to go back to school. So I last month I finally completed my undergrad degree now <gasps> I'm enrolled Essex. in my graduate <laughs> program. Oh my god! Um, I did not
0: know that. I know that, that Maya told me you were going to Clayton State, but I didn't know you finished your undergraduate degree.
1: Yes. so <laughs> I, I had taken a long extended break. Keisha. I should have been returned back to the school, mm. but I, I did. So I am a class of 2020 with Amaya and so my new goal is to be the class of 22 with Amani for mm. my graduate degree. So they've giving me that motivation just from watching them excel. You know, I wanna push them and if I'm gonna push them to do better, then I need to do better as well as a parent. That's incredible. What 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 did you what did you get your degree in? Uh healthcare administration, but I mm. transferred from Clayton State. The class schedule wasn't as flexible so I returned back to like an online school that I was attending on uh, the University of Arizona hmm and so I'm gonna stay with them to complete my graduate degree
0: Wow
1: that is amazing <laughs> I don't know how I did it with the five kids the husband and everything you know that has happened but I did it <laughs> yeah like that
0: like hats off to you just like the perseverance and not giving up and believing in yourself and and sticking to your goals i think that's incredible
1: and um that's what i had told the girls like you can still have a happy life you know If you're going to school, you get married, or whatever it may be, if that relationship doesn't work out, it just might be a little harder. So I use you for an example. You can go to school, you know, get married and have a family, which makes the struggle a little bit easier, or you can do it my way. Which version, you know... (laughs) Which version do you want? Yeah, would you like to do? And so... It looks like she's going with your (laughs) (laughs) merch. Oh, that's awesome.
0: Well, I I will conclude by saying, and, and I don't know if you ever, like, sit back and, like, look at everything that you've accomplished, and you've broken, like, generational habits. You know, like, we all have them in their family. My mom is definitely, like, been a product of a tumultuous relationship with her own mother and how she and I have a great relationship and and her mother couldn't read or write and my mom went to college in her 40s and made sure that I was set up to do things differently and like women like you and her I just have so much admiration for and I feel like there's definitely no book on how to parent or how to be a mom but at least when you're blessed with the ability to do so, like you do it and you do it with all that you have. And that's amazing. And You didn't forget about yourself along the way. You had dreams and aspirations and, and regardless of how you had to tackle it, you still tackled it and you didn't give an excuse of giving up on yourself and you still made it happen for you. And I applaud you. Thank you, Fisher. <laughs> so, thank you for being on the show. Ooh, oh,
1: oh, oh. Trying to stay cozy with you.
0: Cozy with you. Don't know what I'm on a dope. When you fall through, you're bound to fall through. Uh, will you catch me when I'm falling? i